Manimal here. It's Monday, October 16th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we are all ALCS Game 1. So join us today for all the recap, Game 1 of the ALCS on Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And man, oh man, Texas Rangers take the first game of the ALCS. And boy, are me and my co-host pumped. But before I introduce him, I'm going to tell you where to find me on social media. That's Kevin, uh, Kevin Frazier, F-R-A, sorry, excuse me, Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. I interrupted my my intro and botched the whole thing. And you can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media. That is TX Rangers WTB. And don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. And joining me from a parking lot in uh, Washington uh, State, the very jovial, very excited on this early Monday victory morning. The 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on social media? Yeah, I mean, it, it's early for you back there in Dallas. But trust me, it is early for me here in the, in the great Pacific Northwest. I'm in Winthrop, Washington. We stayed at a hotel last night that was right on the Methow River which, uh, exactly how it sounds, methow, but, uh, um, fun time. We had a nice, uh, hotel here with a, a, a nice look at the uh, river behind us. We saw some, some deer hanging out back there. Um, a couple of woodpeckers working, working, uh, extremely hard on the pine trees out here in uh, Winthrop, Washington, but got in just in time to turn that Ranger baseball game on last night and uh, see see the Rangers take game one of the ALCS, and you know I'm excited about that. You're, you're excited about that. The whole state of Texas is excited about the ALCS, and uh, about three-quarters of them were happy last night. <laughs> well, I, uh, I also don't forget to mention our other um... – a guest co-host, the 25-pound minimal, is also in attendance um, right now as well. But he doesn't have social media, but I know you do. Yeah, on on the X, you got to check me out at uh, Manimal Bull on Instagram, Manimal 300, and both Facebook and TikTok, Bull Pro. So whatever your favorite platform of social media is, you know what, find me on there. And we can talk about the Rangers winning baseball games. Absolutely. And you know what? The Rangers did win a baseball game yesterday. The only uh, playoff baseball game that happened uh, whatsoever. And so they got prime the attention. Um, you know, Dallas Cowboys even pushed their game back a day. Not, I'm joking-ish. But I just I, the irony that the Rangers and the Astros are getting – got full – primetime viewing uh from the entire texas uh audience is just pretty awesome and man did the rangers deliver a dramatic i mean talk about a dramatic game that had a little bit of everything 
And uh, man, I, I mean, we're, we're going to go through it. That's about all we got to cover today, but we're going to go through it. And uh, I, but before we do that, I think there's some ex- interesting news that needs to be noted about the Rangers playoff roster moving forward. Yeah, the 26 man got an upgrade uh, this weekend and uh, not uh, not a knock to those guys that get knocked off of the 26 man. But anytime you can add two top of the line starters like Max Scherzer and John Gray to your uh, your playoff roster, it is a definite upgrade. And uh, that's what the Rangers did over the weekend on Sunday afternoon. There was uh, the or, or Sunday morning when the rosters came out. There's Max Scherzer. There's John Gray, and uh, you know that's that's exactly what the Rangers. That was the boost that the Rangers needed. This uh, this ALCS, and man, did, did they ever get it with Scherzer and Gray both hitting that roster? Yeah, I mean. The Rangers did the one thing that I had had hoped they would do, um, you know, and really would would always hope that any of my favorite teams would do, and that is to load up on starting pitching. It's never you can just never have too much of it, and you know, lo and behold, really the Rangers are finally at full strength of all times to be at full strength. They're at full strength at the ALCS. Obviously, not completely full strength. We. Uh, we still have uh, Jacob Degrom still to to really get up and going with the team, but other than Degrom, the entire uh, pitching staff is at full strength, man. And and what a what a time for it to do that, right? Yeah, and what it also does is it just makes that bullpen so much better by allowing them to use Perez, Bradford, Heaney, Dunning all out of that bullpen. You know, I mean. If there was ever a weak spot on the team for the year, it was the bullpen. And if there was ever a strong point on the team this year, it was that starting pitching. And being able to get it to where, you know, that starting pitching is making your bullpen. You know, we thought that this was going to happen earlier in the year with the guys like Howard, Otto, and the likes, right? But it didn't happen. That wasn't the case. So now then they loaded back up on starting pitching at the break. That allowed them to move some of those other guys to the bullpen. Now that when you're running with a four-man rotation in the playoffs, it really, really gets that bullpen a lot of help. And I think that, uh, you know, one of those weak points that we're talking about when you've got three guys that you trust in the late innings, it allows it allows you to go – to those other hands in the bullpen and they can get outs for you. And I wouldn't be surprised tonight or this afternoon if uh, um, Andrew Heaney is kind of put in that same spot that Aroldis Chapman had last night. Mm. You know, and, and I think don't, are you, I mean, our format's a little thrown off today. Um, do you want to go before we go into this box where you want to go ahead and talk about what's going on on December 1st? Yeah, December 1st, real quick, let's just get it out of the way. Matt Warpro returns to Martin House Brewing. If you know in the past, you know that we did the big Hell's Half Acre heavyweight title tournament at the uh, Martin House Brewing the last time that we were there. This time out, we're going to do what we call the Winter Classic. It'll be the first (laughs) annual Winter Classic. And what that means is it's going to be a tag team tournament. You're going to be... your tag team partner will be picked at random. I mean, like seriously, just as a as a as a spectator to the business, I prefer that Damo and Brick just get randomly paired together this time. <laughs> but 
I don't know that that'll happen. I don't know what the cases are. I uh, I don't know what Brick Savage's status with Matt Ward Pro is right at the moment. But that's what I'm hoping for. If you got a chance to come out on December 1st to Martin House Pro or Martin House Brewing Company, come on out. Check out the Winter Classic. All your favorites will be there. Starry's Ice Cream will be there. And uh, Matt, I mean, I'm sorry, Martin House Brewing is uh, going to be having their new Matt Warpro Body Slammers beer or IPA on sale all night long in the tap room. Get you some four packs. It's going to be a big time. Yeah, and I love that Martin House uh, venue. That place is going to be. Uh, it's just a comfortable, fun place to watch a wrestling show. Uh, who knows? After the last few days, we might have to bundle up a little bit, but uh, it's going to be a good time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure the accommodations will be amazing as they were the last time that we were out there. Um, so- I also want to just say it never fails that every time I go out of town, the weather mm-hmm. cools off. For mm. it, it never fails. I mean, I, I know it's I know it's chilly here where I am. I would say it's in the in the low forties, so I doubt it's that cold uh, down there in Texas. But hey, it might be. I'm not there. Well, and uh, you know, I always assume you go on these vacations, the places you go to get to the better weather and get away from the uh, from the heat of Texas, but. Man, speaking of the heat of Texas, uh, uh, there was just it was it was a hot night uh, out in Houston, and, and whether it was hot temperature wise or not, all eyes of the sports world were on the Rangers and the Astros. And man, did our Texas Rangers for one game? We're not going to get too ahead of ourselves. We're going to take this thing one game at a time. I mean, we'll preview each game, but for one game, the Texas Rangers went out there and delivered one of the most pressure. Uh, responded to pressure in one of the best ways I've seen uh, this team do really ever. And to, to shut out the Astros at home, I don't know if we've, if that's really been talked about enough. A lot of the great plays that got made were talked about, but we had talked about the bullpen. Do you want to go ahead and start there? Because I mean, well, the I bullpen the was, game, go I ahead. thought the game was, it started and ended with Jordan Montgomery. I mm. thought Montgomery was so like hit the, the, the what was it third or fourth inning at bat that Jordan Alvarez had with runners at first and second mm. and it goes full and he gets Alvarez to swing at a pitch Man. down and out of the strike zone on three two. That was that was huge. I um Monty was just flat out dealing. I mean, mm. really honest to God, he was better than than Verlander last night and Verlander was good. You know, there was yeah. a lot good about Verlander. But man, I mean, you can't say enough about how good Jordan Montgomery was. And I mean, once they got through that, what, third inning or fourth inning where they had an opportunity to get to him, he was lights out. And then when you go to the bullpen, I mean, I don't think they faced, I don't, I think they faced the minimum pretty much from after that last hit that Montgomery gave up. I mean, Spores did walk Altuve. But mm-hmm. then they got the double play right behind that on the Burke or uh, Bregman ball, and that was the only that was the only base runner that the Astros had from the bullpen was the uh, the Altuve walk. Well, you brought it up, so we might as well talk about the Altuve play, which is probably you know if the Rangers pass on to the next round, that Altuve play is going to be, I mean, going to be one of those plays that we talk about 
in Rangers lore um, forever. <laughs> well, I, mean... I feel like uh, 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 Carter, he, you know, EFC Evan full count. Because yep. I know a lot of people think when I say EFC, I mean Evan F and Carter, right? But I don't. Sure, I mean sure. Evan full count. Mm. Uh, but anyways, uh, EFC, he, he robbed Bregman a couple of times. In the first inning, Bregman put <laughs> some good wood on a baseball that uh, that he tracked down there in left field. And I, I was listening to him after the game in his interview. He said he basically just followed Robbie Grossman around all day. And, and ask him questions in the outfield, uh, out there in left field to kind of get an idea how to play those Crawford boxes. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, because, you know, I mean, there isn't a lot of things that we'll take shots at the Astros about, but that mm-hmm. little baby field is definitely one of them. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm just glad that they took the flagpole out at Hill out of center field. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> we'll... <laughs> we'll digress on making fun of the Minute Maid Park from back in the day. Uh, mm. <laughs> back when it was, what, what was it, Enron Field? Ooh. Yeah, they, yeah, Controversy oh, just uh, lives in Houston, doesn't it? They love it. Yeah, they love it. That's why they were, they, that's why they had no problem with the, the trash can incident. Uh, but, but anyway, I'm in the bullpen. Bullpen was lights out, man. I mean, the Spores walked. That ball four that he called on Altuve was a strike. Mm. Uh, but now that was only a three-one pitch. So you you know you know who knows what would happen from there. But the the uh, the Altuve kid, you know, he don't like to walk. So mm-hmm. so uh, you know he he would have probably been swinging on three-two. And and you know, uh, Spores has some pretty good out pitches in that slider and that curveball. But uh, Chapman came on. We were all kind of a little worried, right? I mean, who knew who knew what was going to happen? Well, he has not had good luck against uh, Houston either, right? And then what he th- I mean, that was a pretty good slider he threw to Brakeman. It wasn't a great slider, but it was a pretty good slider that caught the outer half of the plate, and that's basically by that ball catching the outer third of the plate. Uh, Bregman didn't get the barrel or get as much pull on that ball as he needed to and even though he barreled it he barreled it to left center instead of left field and that was uh that was really the difference right there and it allowed Evan Carter to get back on that ball and make a catch on that thing and uh you know Altuve made a big mistake there uh rounding the bases and and you know it happens the but I mean come on if okay as a Rangers fan like you know, you're you're glad, like man, whoo, man, what a great heads up play. But for all the Houston haters out there, um, the Houston haters were 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 chuckling uh, themselves. I, I'm not, I, I'm I'm at a place right now as a fan where I'm not laughing at any misfortune because it's like we're so superstitious well, as baseball as baseball fans. We'll laugh about it later if we win the series. <laughs> I don't I don't want to laugh about that play either because I mean that was that was the normal play that was like the start of the bullpen just falling apart. Sure. And it didn't happen. And so yep. the bullpen holds, the bullpen stands. I mean, when you're talking about that pitching, when you get you get your starter to work into the seventh inning in an ALCS game. Mm-hmm. And and have zero runs on the board. That's huge. Spores did a good job of picking him up there in the seventh, even though I mean he wasn't in any danger or any damage or anything like that. I mean he was he he had one out, nobody on in the seventh when uh, when Boach came and got him. But uh, I think he liked those matchups a little bit better for Sporzy. 
And mm-hmm. man, I mean, Spores, he went to a three-one count on one guy, but he made a really good pitch to get uh, to get him out there. And it, I thought it was good uh, coming back out in the out in the seventh or eighth. I get why they did that because Chapman struggled with Altuve a little bit in the past in the playoffs. So I get that move. Let Spores pitch to him, and then you know. Chapman did what he needed to do. He he got the two sure. outs on the double play, and then uh, you know one more big out got the Rangers into the the ninth inning and and got him to Leclerc, and Leclerc yeah. did what Leclerc's been doing. Well, and and back to Montgomery real quick. Um, there was a stat that that rolled out there, and I don't remember exactly what it was. I want to say that it was like Alvarez had been zero for four or zero for something against him with three or four strikeouts. Alvarez yesterday, uh, 0 for 4 with 3Ks. Chances of him uh, staying like that through the, the duration of this series is probably slim to none. But we'll take that for one game to to, no, to keep and, him and, under control for one game. Just one game, uh, and, I think, makes a huge bit of huge difference. And Montgomery had six strikeouts, and three of them were were mm-hmm. Alvarez. That's huge. That's something that you know you're not expecting that. The most tense time of the get the whole game was that moment where Alvarez was up with runners on first and second, and or maybe I, the bases might have been loaded. Yeah, yeah, bases, bases loaded. Were loaded and, and nobody and two outs, and that was probably the biggest strikeout of the game. Got him to swing at something down and out of the strike zone. Just a, a big performance by Jordan Montgomery, and and you know if if it ain't the Rangers. Which I mean, I kind of hope it is, but if it ain't the Rangers, somebody is going to pay that man a bunch of money this off season. Oh my gosh! You know, put Jordan Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez on my team. We're we talking about uh, we're talking about. Montgomery. I'm talking about Jordan. Oh yeah. Montgomery. Oh well, yeah, you know, Jordan we all. If, if you listen to the show, you know how we feel about uh, bringing back Jordan Montgomery. We we want to see him back as a Ranger, especially given just how clutch the guy has been. Um, this year, especially down the stretch. I mean, he, he has been kind of the, the beacon light <laughs> for the team. Yeah. When even things were going rough. He was, he was still going out there battling. And in both of his game one starts so far, this uh, off, uh, postseason for the Rangers, he's, he's, he's worked shutouts uh, through, through six plus innings. So, you know, good on him, good on Montgomery and, you know, I mean, I know it took JC and TK Roby, but you know that's that's just what you got to do whenever you need it. Mm. And yeah, that's what the Rangers. I mean, look, they're going all in for this thing. When they got into a position to where it had to be, you had to, and and that's yep. what they did. Montgomery was that guy, and there wasn't. I mean, there's not a ton to talk about Rangers side hitting. You know, I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. do a ton at the plate, but. A hustle double from Evan Carter, and then a, a base knock right behind that from Jonah Heim. Uh, they loaded the bases there and had a chance with Simeon up with two outs and the bases loaded, mm. but uh, they couldn't get anything across there. And then later in the game, uh, Leody Tavares, who had a really nice game, a two for two with a uh, with a, a walk and the home run that he hit there in the fifth. And and you know it's really funny because. Um, here on vacation, uh, you know, we we were trying to get some food, but you know how it is when you're in tourist towns, like all the places close at like 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And the game would have been getting over right around 8 o'clock here on the West Coast. And uh, so 
So the missus, she ordered some pizza that I went to pick up that was maybe a quarter mile down the road. And mm-hmm. uh, I decided the top of the, the top of the fifth was when it was uh, when it was ready. And uh, mm. so when I so I missed the uh, <laughs> the Tavares home run. And I also get back to a text message that says, man, that pisses me off that that wasn't a two run shot. Hey, Baron, Baron and, just said he feels the same way. And I get it because Baron Josh Young has had good plate appearance after good plate appearance this season, and for him to be called out on as many pitches that are down and out of the strike zone as he has has just been ridiculous. And that mm-hmm. should have been, looking back on it, that was ball four, and that should have been a two-run home run that Tavares hits off of uh, Verlander. But that's not the way it ended up being, and that one insurance run, seemed to be enough it sure would have been nice to have six or eight on the board but uh you know two was enough to do it last night yeah and these are the kind of games that we were you know really concerned as to whether the rangers could win these kind of games given the state of the bullpen but since the playoffs the bullpen has held up and the rangers have been pretty good in these really kind of tight games down the stretch and um i mean obviously the good starting pitching has been a huge part of that, and plus keeping the bullpen rested. No one's been really overly taxed um, throughout this uh, playoff run as it is. Um, well, and, and we're as... at a place right now, real quick before we get before we move on, because I think we we're, we're at about a point where we can. But the idea that there's people right now that Bochi can actually trust in the bullpen goes as far as anything else. Because right now he feels really confident in Spores and LeClerc. He's still going to go to Chapman because the the possibility of every night for him to be on and have that 102 on the two-seamer fading away from people. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a huge option. And now he's got some pieces that he trusts down there uh, in Haney and Perez and Bradford and Dunning. So, you know... Uh, Seven guys in a bullpen that you trust is pretty good. So, you know, I like that. I like what, what's going on here. And I just feel like the Rangers right now, they're, they're at a really good point and it, and it never hurts to be at a really good point, you know, in game two of the ALCS. (laughs) Yeah. Right now is a great time to, to be there. And it's funny, I guess I'm just slow, probably late to the party. You probably knew this in probably, you know, um, April, but it also finally dawned on me kind of why Bochi will take a, a, a bullpen guy from one inning to the next, not just uh, for, for other strategies of like batter matchups um, or maybe just to, you know, to keep the hot hand kind of thing. But it also, if that, if that pitcher can get one out, then if he brings in another pitcher, that means that pitcher only has to get two people out to get out of the inning. And that helps kind of negate a little bit that three batter rule and gives uh, (laughs) Baron's like, yeah, exactly. Um, But gives the coach the option of, you know, bringing in a guy just for matchups with the hopes that, you know, if he gets one out, then he can go to another pitcher. I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about it. That's one of those things that you've kind of got to like, I think that maybe Mike Maddox has kind of figured out, um, and Bochi is figuring it out with the new rule changes to where you have to pitch. You either have to finish out that inning that you're in if mm-hmm. you don't pitch the three batters, or 
you've got to you've got to pitch to the three batters, and I think they're kind of figuring out how to use that a little bit better. And I think that mm-hmm. kind of came up with spores last night. Exactly. And, and and I think that like you know I mean not that not that falling behind three one to to uh, Altuve was a great thing, but I mean he made a good pitch right there. Uh, you know, and then that's all you could ask for is to make a good pitch right there. And I thought Spores, you know, I thought I thought he made a good pitch. He didn't get the call that he needed. But I thought behind the plate last night, old dude was pretty decent. It wasn't the it wasn't the worst. Yeah, I wasn't pulling my hair out. Yeah, it wasn't the worst back there that we've seen this season. Um, and yeah, I think they're just kind of like trying to utilize everybody as much to their fullest potential as possible. And I mean, look, with, with Altuve right there, if he doesn't get him, you know, you're going to Chapman anyways, and you're kind of mm-hmm. just not going to Chapman to kind of get that, not let it get in his head because Chapman's kind of been the head case a little bit over the course of his career. Yeah, especially in Houston. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and jump into our. Uh... Commercial yeah, I mean, hey, the star of the show again last night. He came right from the farm, didn't he? Sure did, Evan not Carter. Very far, has... lo- not very far back at all. I mean, just a couple of no. months or just a month ago, this dude was on the farm. Yeah, absolutely. And he's been a guy that we've been talking about all year long uh, down on the farm. And so if you like our show and you want to uh, get a little bit more into this Rangers team, you can subscribe to our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we cover – all things minor league in the Rangers organization. And we will definitely be doing a lot of deep dives uh, once the off season starts. So uh, keep a heads up for that. It is just a dollar 99 a month. And for that, you get uh, again, all news on the minor leagues. And this can make us your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. So you can go to our Spotify page or our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. One word just one word and subscribe today. So let's go ahead and preview today's game. Uh, I mean, what, what do we have a nickname for this guy? I mean, he, he needs like a, a specific nickname. Uh, I keep thinking of like, we got the, we already have a mad dog on the team. I don't know if we already have a bulldog, but he seems like that kind of somebody with that would have a name like that. Uh, didn't we, he didn't we decide Hill. he had like a sweet nickname? Uh, Nitro. Nitro was his nickname. Remember mm. that? Yeah, no, Nate Evaldi, he does have a, a, a sweet, cool nickname in Nitro. Mm, Nitro Evaldi. Interesting, interesting. I'm, I'm actually, as we're, as you're going to be breaking this down, I'm, I'm Googling Nate Evaldi nickname. Uh, so that way I can, I can come up with them because Heen Dog uh, was probably, yeah, Nitro, Nitro. There it is. Evaldi's. High school coach Mike Rogers dubbed the pitcher Nitro because of his speedy fastball. So Nitro Eovaldi on the hill tonight. Who do the Astros have going? They're, uh, they're sending Framber. If I get oh. frustrated, I will throw at your head, Valdez. <laughs> Valdez and the Rangers, the, uh, man. It, it, that happened again in the uh, DS in the LDS series with Minnesota. Framberg got mm. lit up a little bit, and uh, next thing you know, he's in there inside throwing at guys' head again, and uh, you know, just like it was whenever the Rangers what played it like nine or ten on him that one night in Houston, and uh, he threw it Nate Lowe's head. So um, mm. you can get to this guy; he's uh, very easily frustrated uh, on the hill, 
and uh, you know he's a little bit of a head case in my opinion. Um, but we, you know, we've we've always talked about pitchers are head cases. That's just right, who they are, right. <laughs> uh, you know. So, um, but but Nate, man, he's been really good. Two and zero in his two playoff appearances so far. Uh, buck thirty two on that ERA during the postseason, and I mean. He's he's been rolling so far. Worked into the seventh inning both times, and uh, you gotta like you gotta like your chances. Man, uh, well, we've seen we've seen the well, we've seen the good side and the bad side of Valdez. He he had a really rough game that we put him through early in the season, and he came back kind of with a vengeance in that second game. So in many ways, this is kind of the rubber match uh, for the Rangers. Well, we, and saw him, we saw him three times and got to him oh, twice. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good. Thank you for that. Because so this is still a little bit of redemption for Valdez, but again, pressure situations. You know, Valdez and, and uh, Chapman remind me a little bit of each other in many ways. But um, yeah, this is going to be a big game for the Rangers tonight. Uh, looking forward to seeing that lineup get released. And also, don't forget the Diamondbacks and the Phillies play. We got a big pitching matchup there too with Zach Gallen. And is it Zach Wheeler too? What's Wheeler's for? Is it the Zach's? Um, no, to yeah, to actually, uh, is it Wheeler? It's Wheeler, Wheeler and Gallon. yeah, it says Wheeler on matches. the on the ads. So the Zach's, yeah, the no, Battle of the Zach's. That makes sense. Uh, the the Phillies did what they needed to do to get themselves in a pish, position for Zach Wheeler to pitch tonight, and uh, same thing with the Diamondbacks. Uh, you know, I will be pulling for the Diamondbacks because mm-hmm. well. We've got mm-hmm. we've got that money riding on it mm-hmm. because I mean the moment that you put ten dollars in my bank account is the moment that you've got half of that. So, <laughs> yeah, so we so, we're yeah, pumped so, about it. Yeah, so, so go we're, we're pumped about we're pumped about these Diamondbacks. We want these Diamondbacks to make it to the World Series, and I, I'd actually prefer them to get it done as quick as possible because if they could have that done by Friday, I think I can hit Reno on the way home and pick that money up. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Hey, you got any more uh, ads that you want to make or any ads that you want to uh, any more ads before we jump out here? Just a real quick. It's a, it's a three thirty uh, bell time today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and for us out here on the West coast, it's a one thirty, uh one thirty game. So uh, enjoy Ranger baseball today. Hopefully we'll be on uh, earlier the uh maybe even tonight get the episode up uh, since it's an early game. But if not, you know what, we'll be right back here tomorrow and then we'll be able to take a day off with the Rangers on two on Wednesday. Absolutely. So little did we know we were setting up our podcast uh, on the playoff schedule from the get go. So thank you everybody for tuning in. This is Texas this is Rangers. Good marketing. Great. Yeah, who knew, who knew great, great marketing from uh, the geniuses uh, on our marketing team. So, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. That is just one word where you can find all of our exclusive or our only exclusive content down on the farm with the boys for just a dollar 99. You can get all your minor league news uh, and all your Rangers news in one place. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform for the 300 pound animal. This is your boy, Kev, Texas Rangers, ALCS, game two tonight. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. But for now, we are signing out.